The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond! B-word. Beyond, 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 beyond. I start saying beyond like Bjork. Yeah, it sounds like you're saying yawn with a beyond. Anyway. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Podcast Beyond, episode 438. I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, Marty Sleva. I'm Max. Brian Altano. Do we have more episodes in The Simpsons yet? Yeah, we do. I don't care. Not even close. And Andrew Goldfarb. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, Hi. I'm dressed like a little Ellie. You look like a little ice cream. I almost said Eddie. You were in your Neapolitan sweatshirt. Like a weird gender-bent Last of Us with Jill and Eddie. Is that a, that a, a Last of Us hoodie? Yeah, it's an yeah. actually it has an audio tag in the back. And I would love to see a gender bent Last of Us, by the Holy way, that crap. has like a middle aged woman and a young yeah. boy, yeah, who also can't I swim. Didn't even, oh wow, I didn't even think of that because you don't her, yeah. look like a girl, you, but you do look or like do Neapolitan I. ice cream. Oh, thanks. Uh, all I right, like so wow, yeah. So welcome to the show. We have a lot of stuff to talk about on the yeah. subject mm-hmm. of Naughty Dog. Uh, we just got an awesome preview yeah. of Uncharted Four from Terry Schwartz, who's yeah. normally part of our entertainment team, and she knocked it out of the park and got a whole bunch of footage and talked to Neil Druckmann. Uh, she got some yeah. movie scoops. Check yeah. out that uh, scoops. Check out her written preview. Her video preview is incredible. And there's also a big, solid, like 20 minute gameplay yeah. demo. Which uh, understand a lot of people have been like, I don't want to watch this because you know I want to stay radio silent. Which I totally get. I I watched yeah. I watched probably three minutes of it, and it's got it's got Nate driving around in a, in a cool jeep, and you use a winch to go up hills, and it looks fantastic. What's a winch? What's a winch? A winch is a, like a pulley. I like, it's on a yeah. truck. I like doing podcasts with you because every day I learn a weird word that's sort of about a Did you know what a winch was? No, man. Really? I, yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin. Winchconsin? That seems like a cool place to learn about a winch. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you learn uh, about a winch? I didn't. <laughs> Podcast Beyond, episode 438. All right, well, so the, the truck has a winch. Uh, it, that's a small pulley at the front of the Jeep. It's like what uh, Dennis Nedry tries to use to pull his Jeep oh, out yeah, of the Jurassic Park. I call that puddle. Jeep ropes. It's not Jeep ropes. That's not what that's called. But uh, thanks for tuning in. to agree to disagree. In Australia, they call them Jeep ropes. Okay. Uh, so anyway, what do you guys think about this? I'm tired of four. I think I need another couple more months worth of previews to figure out if I'm really sure if I'm going to enjoy this. No, I want this game immediately. This yeah. is such. This is like okay. So like a lot of people were really mad at the Walking Dead season finale because it had the 80th cliffhanger this season or this year or whatever it is. That season is consistently. That show is consistently basically saying like. Oh, man, you better stick around for this. And the people who are still watching that show are like, don't worry. We're going to no matter what. You don't have to do this. I'm getting the same kind of feeling from Uncharted mm-hmm. where I'm like, you don't, have to sh- you don't have to tell me anymore. You don't have to show me anymore. Yeah. I understand the point of this. I understand why you did this. 
just give me the game. Like, mm-hmm. we should have actually yeah. been playing the game by now, but instead we're getting a preview event. I'm so happy it happened because people got to see new footage. If that's what you want, great. Uh, I've played, what, five Uncharted games by now? If we count the card one plus the remasters, <laughs> the fourth one is going to be great. I want it. Like, I don't need to I see it anymore. I think it's a safe prediction this will be better than Fight for Fortune. <laughs> we don't know where it's going to be in the Uncharted yeah. Pantheon. Probably above that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this. It's weird. It is weird to think about that we would have had it. Although the Uncharted Cinematic Universe, the UCCU. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny. Well, we can actually talk about Cinematic Universe because they talked about the movie thing with Terry. But it's funny thinking about them delaying this because at the time, I know you were annoyed about they delayed it for worldwide, and you were like, "Well, what if we got it digitally first? Yes, which I agreed with. But after watching the Dark Souls three launch, I'm just happy they delayed it to be worldwide because honestly, like, I think. That was such a mess that I'm happy this will just come out and be out and everyone can play it all over the world at the same time in the same format. People changing their their changing their their region and you couldn't get multiplayer if you got it early and it was just a it was but also the entire game being up online before a majority of the Western world could buy it. So there was like three weeks of spoilers. Yeah, but but then again, I mean, I like I I watched uh, I bought The Force Awakens digitally at 9 p.m. last Thursday. And the movie comes out on Blu-ray today, today which yeah. means that I got you know a five and a half day heads up. I don't understand. Kind of cool. I don't understand why. But anyway, regard, for Uncharted specifically, I'm happy they did it this way because I think it'll be nice just having it, and not having to worry about like campaign spoilers being mm-hmm. all over. The okay, place. so I would say that uh, yeah, spoilers for Uncharted is a much bigger concern than for Dark Souls because people, for the most part, understand what Uncharted is actually about. Yeah. Whereas Dark Souls is a well, the, the hardcore Dark Souls people definitely. Yeah, they're yeah, actually yeah. people. I'm sorry, was, hardcore Dark Souls people. Don't get mad at me. I'm just, I'm no, just, not to making, actually you. A joke. But, not to actually you, but there are a lot of people right here at IGN who are incredibly sensitive about uh, spoilers. I know. For it's a bunch of wussies in this office. Big babies. It's literally, I am that's one a, of them. That's, yeah. No, that's why they're playing that big baby game, Dark Souls. <laughs> uh, and, and I feel like it's. I, I kind of understand where they're coming from because it's a lot of it is sort of like bosses. Like encounters in that game yeah. are such, such a surprise, and, was, I, and there's with, so much built on that first moment yes. and that first time you yeah. see it. Yeah. Whereas with like with Uncharted, in a sentence, you could spoil whatever happens at the end of this game. So if this game came out and you couldn't play it for a week, every time you go on Facebook, some jerk would be like, "Sully kills Nate," and you'd be like, "God damn it, I didn't want to see that." Well, again, I went. I, also, Sully I, kills Nate. I don't know if I, you guys knew I, that. Uh, I purchased Force Awakens digitally, and when I went to do that on my laptop. Uh, all the re- there were reviews on the side, and one of them said, "Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler!" Dies five stars, and then it was like underneath it was like blah blah blah. Is this guy's dad? Blah blah blah. This and at the blah blah blah. This this blah 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 blah. If you haven't seen the movie by now, like what the hell? Get it together. <laughs> I, I'm being very generous to you. Yeah. And I'll probably flippantly spoil something else without thinking about it in a second. But yeah, like well, Jared Petty's not here, so yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was just it's right there in the reviews was a spoiler for this thing. So that's where we are in spoiler culture and I'm I'm I think that like knowing that this game is called the Thief's End and that what we all think might happen might butt. happen, you do see his butt. You see his, his butt. Oh my god, you like see that, his butt a lot. The Dark Souls 3 butt glitch is one of my favorite things. Did you guys see this? No. There's a glitch in Dark Souls 3 when certain characters <laughs> bend over where they have just a bare ass and it's uh-huh. really funny. It's uh I'll this this conversation Keep feels talking. like right before we got in the room, we were like, we're going to talk about Uncharted as much as possible. And somebody was like, I dare you guys to talk about Dark Souls 3 the entire time, too. And we're like, all right, let's go. Uh, so, yeah, I think spoilers are oh going to be. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a bare ass. Yeah. Those is that some a turd? very Some very uh, light, pale souls. Yep. <laughs> souls of the oh, souls dark of the holes. Thighs. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, sorry, wow. 
So yeah, if you get this game early, which you probably will, because it'll leak or whatever, don't spoil it. Yeah, I know that. I know you'll do that. Stop showing pictures of asses. I mean, yeah, that's why amazing, are you showing but, me that? Um, weird looking butts. Yeah, and I mean, and speaking of the ending, uh, in uh, Terry's interview with uh, Neil Druckmann, he said that. I mean, he's sort of said what everyone assumed, but he said the ending is going to be divisive and it's going to make a lot of people angry. Um, really? But I think yeah. at this yeah, point it's going to be Nathan Drake's ass. He's going to so, get in the shower and be like, "Wow, I sure like am Dennis dirty Franzen? from that adventure." And a lot of butts are divisive. I mean, you—they're divided you guys... by the butt. <laughs> Well, they're, they're divided, divided by, by the, the crack. crack. They're yeah. not divided by the butt. But you, know, you know what a butt is? Oh, I didn't know. I was on a science podcast. I'm sorry. Brian <laughs> next album come 2016, Divided by the Butt. What is the butt? Uh, I'm, I'm, do you guys think he will die? Because I'm. it's that funny. When The Dark Knight Rises came out, mm-hmm. everyone was expecting Christian Bale's Batman to die at the end. And then I guess spoilers for The Dark Knight Rises. When he stayed alive, it made people almost angrier than if he had died. Right. Um, and it's a really interesting thing where I don't know what Speaking I want of Italy. from this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I like. I, I love it. He Nathan ends up Drake. at some weird Italian cafe. He <laughs> so looks so I, confused. I've noticed this thing that I do where I, I guess it's, I, it's not that I don't care about stories. It's that I like, I kind of just let them happen and I kind of like, like I'll, I'll be like, receptive to them mm-hmm. how was but, that media blackout for five days before force awakens that you no, and i went in so not not that i mean i mean like <laughs> other people's like I'll be, stuff i'll be watching i'll be watching like a movie or something with uh with jen and she'll like I, i'll want to get to the end of it before i really think about it too hard and she'll be like what's going on is he is he gonna is this gonna and i'm like i don't care or like even with even with games like i try to kind of get like the, the top down picture and she'll ask me about minutia or she'll like i'll be playing the witcher and there'll be all these double crosses and stuff and she'll mm-hmm. be like is he bad or is this what's happening i'm like i don't <clears throat> i don't know like i'm kind right. of like i'm sort of it's not that i'm not paying attention it's that i'm paying attention to like a much larger kind of sure. like i'm kind well, of not making any decisions and like I, I i i find it kind of hard to believe that they'll that they'll kill nate but like I feel like it's kind of too obvious to set it up like that, but at the same time, like if they do, I'm not going to be mad about it. Like I'll just be like, oh, like I I care about the presentation more than the the, the concept, basically. I have a feeling they won't kill Nate. No, but they'll kill somebody else that's very important to Nate, and the ending will the be cheap. Like again, <laughs> spoilers. I don't want to spoil it. No, the Jeep hung itself from its winch. <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> to this, I'm I'm gonna try not to spoil anything here. But we are we were obviously living in a post Last of Us Naughty Dog world, where and a post Amy Hennig Naughty Dog world, where I think their campier side has sort of been moved out of the way in favor of more mature and legitimate and serious narrative, right? Sure. And if you look at the end of the Last of Us, which again I will not spoil, very divisive ending. Incredibly divisive. That musical number was just a a real mess. Full Bollywood. Yeah. Everyone in the game in one... Full frontal Bollywood? Full... No. Um, But there's there's that scene where you're like, am I playing as a good guy or a bad guy? Like, who am I? Like, where is my morality on the scale of, of this game? And I have a feeling that's... I don't know if it like there's that dialogue tree stuff going on in this game, right? And this, this the conversation could be completely moot or will be completely moot. In, Talking in about a few that months. scene where you have to fight that dog for a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. Remember, remember that scene where that's a hungry dog, and you're like, "I want that, I want that rotisserie chicken." You got to just get in there and kick its ass. I don't think you play video games. <laughs> no, I think the last a... one you played was Final Fight. <laughs> no, then, I'm pretty you sure. You got hit by a winch. Sure it's the Last of Us. This is the part where you go and you just fight that, fight that dog. No, no. you got to drop kick it. No, you don't. This is poor border. So calling. anyway, my guess is, my guess is, Uncharted Four ends with the decision of who to save. You th- see, wow. I don't I think don't decisions think, are going to yeah. be that. I don't think they're going to be Telltale style where they're that big. I would love to be wrong, though. I think, I think that would be really be interesting. David Cage style where it's kind of the illusion of choice. Do mm-hmm. I eat the pizza or do the sexy dance? Yeah. 
That's David Cage. That was my David Cage. He sends Sully up to bed without doing his homework. (laughs) (laughs) Nate, I want macaroni. (laughs) Nate, where's my dinner? I want to watch my cartoons, Nate. Daddy's drinking beer in the living room again. (laughs) Um, So, I don't know. I think it's going to be something like that. I don't think it's necessarily... I think all signs point to... Nathan Drake dying because that makes perfectly logical sense. But because I really don't think that's going to happen. He's a thief. The game's uh, about. I mean, a lot end. of people think it'll be his brother. It'll be Troy Baker. And then uh, he'll, hang up, he'll hang up the ascot or whatever. The yeah. But that's. Hat is. Again, like The Walking Dead, it's like when they're like, here's Hank. He's a really cool. Pff, oh, man. Hank's gone. Like, no one cares. We never made an attachment to him. Sure. You know, like, I have no connection to Nathan Drake's brother because we've known him for all of three trailers. Well, you also yeah. haven't played that game yet. It could be very, no. it could be very sad. What if, you, what if the two of you winch together? I really don't think don't I know think, what a winch is. Don't you yet. think somebody like Elena dying is a, is a lot more. Oh, don't kill Elena. Why? Neil, don't do it. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, that is the ultimate, that is the ultimate declaration of. Nathan Drake's selfishness is to yeah. plow through all everything in his life so the people around him die and get or, or get Yeah, but hurt. it's also it's also such a standard shitty trope to kill the female lead to give meaning to the male lead. Like it just like it's a it's I feel like I it makes more sense than for, that story. It was. makes more sense that Sully dies because Sully has meant yeah. to die for his a long term. Yeah, one in three the fake out of Sully dying is awesome. Like that was like to me probably my favorite <laughs> moment of Uncharted three other than my favorite lap scene. Um, out of context, <laughs> where the dog eats that rotisserie chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love rotisserie that part. part. No, I, uh, I bring up all the time my favorite scene in Uncharted Three uh, is when you know Drake comes back and puts his head in Elena's lap, and they have that tender little moment before they like go to an airport hangar and kill a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's probably, uh, you know probably going to die. It's one of those guys hiding behind a thing, or those behind a rotisserie chicken. Probably going to shoot him yeah. right, yeah. right in the head. <laughs> those riot gear shotgun assholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's. It's a really interesting... Oh, yeah, I cussed too, sorry. No, you didn't. You're fine. I Keep going. Did. Keep going. All right. Well, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm super curious to see how they make us care, because I think they're smart at... They know what they're telegraphing with those trailers, right? right? I think it's almost like a Force Awakens situation where we're going in thinking we know a lot that we probably don't actually know. Yeah. Well, um, the difference is uh, Nolan North hasn't been for 30 years like, get me out of this damn movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> JJ, just throw me off of the... <laughs> Bridge. <laughs> I got my foot stuck in the What's Falcon's What's my son's name? Again. Carly? I don't give a sh- Just have him stab me. <laughs> I like how you were like very carefully spoilers. I jumped right in there. I'm so it. sorry. Um, so watch out. If you haven't seen uh, Force Awakens, watch out for Carly. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, that was Uncharted 4. Uh, but we also got, uh, as you mentioned before, some stuff about uh, Uncharted and Last of Us movies. Yes. Yeah. Terry talked to Neil about um, those films. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of progress, it sounds like. Uh, but one of the things which I think is really good... Which is Seth Rogen still involved? No, that was... Wasn't that a thing for a minute? Yeah. No! Well, I, think it was, I don't think he was ever formally <laughs> involved. Me? I think they were uh, ping-ponging the idea Goldberg, with right? them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think... Where um, it's him and uh, he's pounding down his cell. <laughs> They basically said uh, that they uh, it's been there's a new writer and it's been like a year since anything's happened. Um, he said he didn't even know who the writer was. Yeah. Really? So for Uncharted and for Last of Us, I think those are kind of just swirling, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Your swear killed my pen. <laughs> you know what's disappointing is that uh, Maisie Williams is such a cool pick for yeah. Ellie, but at this point, the longer they wait, she's aging out of being appropriate for it, which is kind yeah. of a bummer. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Why I'm, did you I'm, just I mean, lick that pen? Maybe I'll get a pen. Oh, I don't know. Get, you know, you say I'll get you a pen. Well, all right. I don't, don't worry about it. One of you sit here. Just <laughs> doesn't stupid, take two people to get a stupid show. I miss um, you, Marty. 
I uh, I'd be fascinated to see if that movie ever actually gets made, especially because it's going to which if if one of them happens, which is it? What do you mean? Uncharted versus Last of Us. Like, if only one of them actually ever comes out, which do you think it would I be? I mean, they made a Last of Us movie. It's called The Road. Mm-hmm. They like, made an Uncharted movie. It's called Indiana Jones. Well, yeah. Well, Ooh, they, that they was made, a good point. They made many of those. Yeah. yeah. Guys are playing a good game of movie title tennis right no, now. I, I think, think they made a Last of Us movie and it's The Road. I think I, The yeah, Last of Us could be... F. This is what happened. I think The Last of Us could be, could be way more unique because, like, uh, Uncharted... Why, why is your pen shrink-wrapped? What kind of... Because it's a fresh pen. What? What? It's Jack a- Nicholson as good as it gets. Like <laughs> you throw that out after the episode. Like um, only depressed '90s kids will remember that one. Um, anyway, I think like The Last of Us. If they made a movie of that, the way I would enjoy to see it is is not so much focusing on Joel and Ellie, but focusing on that universe. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe maybe have them make a cameo or something. Yeah. But like pick up the around. pin and drop it anywhere else. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like well, that's the, what the formation like, of the fireflies. The glickers, or, like, yeah. glickers are Dude, interesting. Like they are, they are a unique enemy. Like it they is are, what Telltale does basically. Yeah. It's the the Tales from Borderlands or the the Walking Dead mm-hmm. uh, Telltale series versus the Walking Dead comics uh, or versus sure. um, Borderlands as a, as yeah. a whole. Yeah. Like I think it's that really interesting. Where you can idea connect it. Like other stuff. Didn't the Walking Dead first season like have Glenn in it for half a second? Yeah. In the first episode. The and then he's has, like, "Bye, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. go do the TV show now." And he yeah, leaves. well, and that's what's cool is that yeah, they're happening kind of in yeah, parallel. Yeah, and he's in the comic a bunch <clears> too. Yeah, so. yeah, and also uh, the Walking Dead did the Walking Dead AMC show did Fear the Walking Dead, which right. is a kind of a different take on uh, right, what's right, happening. right, which is so just like, like being like instead of Atlanta, it's Los Angeles. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think when you have a world that's interesting enough to explore those stories, I, I think that's a really cool way to approach it. I totally don't think that's what they'll do here. I think in terms of the Last of Us movie, I think. They have the story plotted out for them. Like they have, and, and plus they already talked about casting Ellie. So I think that would be. That sounds so boring. That, that sounds like so uninteresting to me. Also to because us. I've already experienced that story. And it was yeah. awesome. We, I mean, but, but no, but like the millions of people who've seen movies haven't. You know, I think that's kind right. of the, like it's people. Like my mom's not going to sit down and play a seventy hours of. So, so, so let me ask you guys this then: yeah. if, if Nathan Drake bites the bullet or falls on the rocks, however he dies in this game, and they make an uncharted movie, is it about his story again? Like. I think, it, I think it has to be like a, a Temple of Doom situation where it's like, hey, here's here's an adventure of his you didn't know about. Right. And maybe I, it's something yeah. that hinges less on set pieces and, in, in like, you know, an interactive medium. Like, you you make a movie. Or, like, I I hope that's what it is, right? I, that's what I want. I think the the skeptic in me thinks the Last of Us movie is the Last of Us, the Uncharted movie is Uncharted 2. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really think they're going to follow the roadmap they have. I would love to be wrong. And I think for Uncharted, like, David O. Russell was involved at one point. Like, they've had really interesting people. And, like, even the fact that they talk to Seth Rogen even casually is really interesting because, like, they clearly don't just want – they're not hiring some generic person to to take it and just make it, you know, a Indiana Jones light. Like, I mean, they're, like they Sahara seem to care. Yeah. Exactly. Concord's garbage. Yeah. yeah. National Flight of Concord is the HBO The money. What is the what is Flight yeah. of the Phoenix? Flight of the Phoenix. That's the Dennis Quaid one. Yeah, I don't want it to be like Flight of the Concords either. I don't like that. <laughs> well, I mean, I like really, that show a lot. Really, weird, really weird. Uncharted. Weird big movie. departure. Yeah. So on that note, I actually last night I watched the Macbeth movie. That's by the guy oh, who's uh, yeah. directing Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty. Uh, movie. Did we talk about this in the show? Every, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. It's, yeah. it's man. Everybody listening at home, like it's on Amazon Prime right now. It's on. I think it's. I think Amazon is distributing it. So yeah. if you don't have Prime, you could probably rent it on there or whatever. But it's like, <clears throat> holy crap! If the Assassin's Creed movie. Like looks and is paced half as well as this movie is. Yeah, like it'll be the best video game. Yeah, movie. yeah. Martin and I were saying it feels cast. it feels like an it's the same same cast, same mm-hmm. director. It feels like an audition tape for the Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like also so I can do this and th- now I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Also, it is Shakespeare, so it's dense as hell. 
Yeah. And you probably want to put on subtitles and try to figure out what the hell is going yeah. on. It's, but also it's read Shakespeare like, and read yeah. it and look at it. It's Shakespeare like word for word Shakespeare. Yeah. It's not it's not like Ro- the, know, the Romeo and Juliet with Leo DiCaprio. Or like the Hamlet where Ethan Hawke is the blockbuster. It yeah. also yeah. looks like uh, The Witcher Game of Thrones most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's friggin' gorgeous yep. and the costumes yep. are on point. So uh, I, hope and they, that, I hope that that translates. They do a lot of really cool stuff in that film that's sort of like that scene where the bride is fighting like 12 people in that silhouette screen room at the end of Kill mm-hmm. Bill where it's just these like crazy silhouette battle montages that are very... Um, Evocative of the marketing they did for Unity, which I was actually hoping they'd get more into mm-hmm. in the game itself. But just seeing them do kills and stealth kills in that movie is just like, I cannot wait for the Assassin's Creed movie. And I never, ever, ever thought I'd ever say anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Also, but, if you like Shakespeare movies, to bring it full circle, uh, Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie in The Last of Us, is yeah. in Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing, which you can watch. And yeah, it's probably is, uh, the most digestible Shakespeare <laughs> ever made in modern day using Shakespearean language. It's also... Sh- it's like shot in a house in North Hollywood or something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, really cool. He made it like on his break from the from Avengers. The Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, awesome. All right. So moving on, Final Fantasy 15 had a big old announcement from our good pal Greg Miller. Mm-hmm. And, and Tim Gettys. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, like what? what's the, – they kind of dumped a lot there. Like it's coming out September 30th. Yep. Uh, they put out a demo, which yeah. I played, which the is platinum awesome. demo. Um, yeah, the demo is really fun. It's, I mean, we keep talking about how number one, it feels like Kingdom Hearts because you're playing as a kid and you have like squeaky hammer toys and stuff. And yeah, just in one very, area, like, everything's really big. It's almost like an Alice in Wonderland level. Totally, and it's very the whole thing is just very whimsical. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly like if you want to play what Final Fantasy 15 will feel like, play Episode Duske, which came with Type Zero. If you just want to see the tech and appreciate kind of what is under the hood, I think this demo shows you like what that game can yeah, be. Yeah, it's a tutorial. Yeah, that's yeah. mostly. Uh, yeah, because there are those, There's the if you haven't played the demo, there are these little uh, pads you can step on in the ground that change the time of day or change the weather. And so it's pretty much like you can see what the lighting looks like in this game or you can see what the particle effects look like in the yep. game. Uh, the one major change from Episode Duskai is how your various weapons handle uh now instead of weapons being assigned to a value in the combo so in dusk guy it was like the lance is my first weapon and then yeah. after i hit with my lance it goes to a sword and then after that it's a spear uh with this it's just on the d-pad you map you four weapons. A wheel. and so it you're jumping really between well. a heavy weapon and a light weapon and a spear and well and the magic. cool thing is it's not even yeah the magic being in there is what's cool you yeah. can basically like juggle very easily between throwing down meteorite and switching back to your sword and it's cool because like as you get more spells in the game if that's how it's going to be in the final game that's a really cool way to do it because yeah. That means that you can very easily juggle, like, throw something to stun somebody and then switch your weapon and take them out or whatever. We put up a wiki. Apparently, there's a bunch of really secret, like, higher-end weapons in in the demo. For both. So it's like you you play – the majority of the time you play is young Noctis – and you have like squeaky weapons and stuff, but you can get better swords. Uh, there's these shards you collect, and if you get um, certain numbers, I think it's 100 and 200, you unlock different colored plates that unlock better stuff. So it's like the the silver plates, the gold plates, and the platinum plates get you different things. But then the the final boss of the demo, you play as Adult Noctis with the weapons from the final game. And if you beat him once and then refight him, you unlock the platinum plates, which are the last level or the last color. Um, and there's a place you can warp to with your sword that has two, and they give you a hero shield, which is a really cool defensive weapon that lets you block without um, uh, taking any damage. And then uh, shuriken, which you can throw to take away, uh, just like grind it out basically to, to take away a bunch of health mm-hmm. from, the, the from the final guy. Yeah, Shuriken, am I saying it wrong? I'm not sure you can. Sure you can. You get a, you get a, you get a Street Fighter move. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, no. the de- I thought the demo was really cool. I think it's super gorgeous. Um, yep. And I think they're doing a smart thing by making it free and sort of letting people get mm-hmm. a taste of this before the final 10-year-in-the-making thing comes Did, out. On, I'm going to say, say something bold here. I think that this is going to completely revitalize the Final Fantasy fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I people think are going to get I, I've seen just sort of anecdotally a bunch of people who are either never really been into the series or completely lapsed. Um, and I think I fall mostly into the latter category there. Uh, are rejuvenated by everything about this game um, from the announcement, which was incredibly well done, despite the fact that a bunch of the information leaked, mm-hmm. uh, to just how fun the demo is. Yeah, um, yep. that's really cool to see. I will say one thing though: the um, and Max and I have talked about this whole sort of culture before, but the special collector's edition box set thing that was like two hundred and seventy bucks that sold out immediately mm-hmm. that is now going for three times the price on eBay. Um, for like the whole like special collector's edition culture and stuff like that, like buy the game you want and then buy high end stuff that you want yourself on yeah. the side. Like if you want a really cool Nathan Drake, like I'm sure you can find a high end one and then buy the game for sixty bucks. Like the soundtrack you like get the cool stuff you want piecemeal. I feel like the collector's editions and the really big box sets are a great way to take a bunch of stuff that's not that great and put it into one box. Although this mm-hmm. one like agree with you and Nine cases out of ten, this one is a Player's Kai actual high end Square Enix figure. Yeah, that was a, like I, I do think this is a cool. I, like I agree the, with you the about figure, the, 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 the like the sculpture in this one is actually pretty cool. Yeah, but some of the other stuff with it is is a little. Yeah, it's, I mean it's weird too. Like you get an extra. So they announced this anime called Brotherhood during that event. Mm-hmm. First episode is already on YouTube. Uh, there's five episodes. If you buy that collector's edition, you get a sixth episode that yeah. won't be on YouTube, which is a really weird. Yeah, well, so it's like it'll episodes, be on YouTube after five minutes. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. But it's like in terms of official outlets, it's like episodes one through five are free. Mm-hmm. Episode six is two hundred and sixty nine dollars. Yeah. Like it's yeah, just that, a really weird that, way to that's, do it. I mean, that's that's actually annoying for anybody who's like like if you took one of my favorite TV shows and you said the sixth episode of the show is hidden in a, a giant expensive box, mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. Um, I, I don't know. Like I. I feel bad for the super hardcore Final Fantasy fans who just weren't fast enough or their internet wasn't good or whatever. Yeah, that they sucks. were out that night. Because, like, God, if there's, like, a Persona 5 special edition like that that I missed out on, I would lose my mind. And I probably mm-hmm. would spend, like, 500 bucks on eBay, and that sucks because yeah. it shouldn't have to be that way. Yeah. And but that's, uh, that's the position they put you in. Because a lot with, of people buy it to scalp, which yeah. is annoying. And along with the Brotherhood anime, they announced a, a full-length CG movie called Kingsglaive, which is mm-hmm. a prequel story to or yep. sort of a concurrent uh, it's, it's, it's a story it's about what's happening back home while King Regis and his, Luna yeah. um, and they announced the, some of the voice casts and it's Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad and then Lena Headey and uh, Sean Bean from Game of Thrones which, which is, is awesome yeah. side note but I came up with this theory the other day that everything Aaron Paul has done since Breaking Bad is him basically in witness protection from all the stuff that happened to him on Breaking Bad <laughs> <laughs> So when he leaves that show and he takes a different name every six months when he starts a new project, like that's, that's just, just witness him. protection. He's still Jesse. Running, he's still running away. <laughs> Street racing, bitch. <laughs> it's funny that this is his second <clears throat> video game movie. Yeah. Since then, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a feeling that that guy likes video games. Do you count the yeah. Xbox commercial he was in that kept turning <clears throat> on Xboxes or whatever? Two and a half. Yeah. What he was he playing? In Ra- a, uh, wasn't he playing was Rage? A yeah. Rage like on game that didn't exist. Oh, that's he was right. Playing the and like, in Rage, Rage you could find Tuco's Grill. That's uh, which right. is really funny. They put a Breaking Bad Easter egg back into Rage. Yeah. yeah, he was playing a light gun version of Rage with all of his drug money yep. in that horrible house where all his friends dream, were. Yeah. Dream bigger. Yeah, dream yeah. bigger. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Final Fantasy 15. I yep. think um, this fall, that is the furthest out game that we know. Uh, that's September 30th, and then we know Deus Ex is in August. But other yeah. than that, other than the obvious things, like we'll get Call of Duty and 
probably Battlefield and whatever else this fall. Um, that's that's the furthest thing we know. So it'll be interesting seeing where that falls because September is like a smart time to release a game like this. Yeah, like, yeah. I have a feeling this game could do really well because it'll be ahead of that November rush. Um, yeah, this is sort of the slot. I mean, it's a little bit later than when Metal Gear released this yeah. year, yep. so people had time to like jump into a really big, meaty game before the and fall rush. I mm-hmm. wonder what this means. Because it's a worldwide date, I wonder what this means for Persona 5 because I think the hype around Final Fantasy XV... If I was Atlas, I'd be like, well, we don't want to be anywhere near that. Because they can't they have, have to nearly be... the marketing budget that Final Fantasy does. They exactly. don't have this global yeah. event where they're advertising in Australia. And totally. I think, like, if they're smart, they'll be out first. Or what I guess they would do would be a staggered be out summer in Japan, like they keep saying, but maybe they wait until spring in the U.S. I've always found Atlas completely fascinating as a publisher because they are they are just successful enough to keep funding the next project based off this very strong core demographic of people mm-hmm. that know where to find it. You don't see commercials for their stuff for the most part. You don't see giant spreads and whatever three video game magazines are Well, and that's why Persona is so weird for them because Persona, especially in Japan, is so big. Yeah. Like, they just announced another musical and they have, like, Persona 3 still has movies coming out every three yeah, months. Yeah, you can't like, keep up with it. And it's, like, fascinating to me because this is their cash cow, which mm-hmm. is why I would imagine... They have to be very careful with how they plan it around Final Fantasy because especially if this is, and I agree with you, if this is the Final Fantasy that brings back the core Final Fantasy fans, like that's scary to all the other JRPGs. I think that will <laughs> completely galvanize Persona fans in the same way that Skyrim coming out didn't scare off like Dark Souls players. Yeah. Sure, that's you know, true too. I think it's going to, it's like... Winner, Dark Souls. <laughs> Isn't it so odd that like that video games are where movies are and where everything else is, that that's actually a legitimate concern? That mm-hmm. it's not just like... That they are just another giant, massive, well-respected art form that you have to time your art. Like you yeah. can't. You, if I work on a game for three years, and I like look at Tomb Raider, right? Like they, that game is in, in, incredible, and they just put it out on the worst day of last yeah. year. And that's going to happen to a bunch of games this year. They're yeah. going to be sent out to die on the same day as far bigger games because somebody somewhere was like, "We'll be fine." You could put it the same day as Call of yeah. Duty. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many weird cases of that. Like Alan Wake came out on the same day as Red Dead. Uh, and yeah, like what? And like, yeah, Tomb Raider coming out in the same day as Fallout was mm. really rough. That's uh, and it's a shame because I rise the Tomb Raider. I voted for Game of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. I, I love that game. But um, there was, I think, Mega sixty four like years ago did this video about it was the same day a Call of Duty game came out and they were all calling up this GameStop being like, "Do you have that big new shooter out this week?" And they're like, "Call of Duty," and like, "No." It's uh, like Doc Blah Blah Blah's field shooter. And it was like this terrible, like... <laughs> Didn't you do a feature uh, about all the games? You did a feature like two or three years ago, yeah. I think. It was every game coming out in the same day as like Black Ops 2 or whatever That's right. We, yeah, we picked the biggest, the biggest games of the year and the games that were going head-to-head with them. And it was like fascinating once you actually drill down yeah. into release date calendars to be like, that's when you're putting this out? Really? Yeah, that's what we're doing. I guess, you, I guess it doesn't matter to you. Yeah. I mean, what was it? My... Uh, God, what came out? It was was it Sisters that came out the same day as Force Awakens? Oh yeah, the uh, oh the yeah. TFA, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I but mean, it like, actually did surprisingly well. Like, yeah. it, like Sisters, like it, the box office kind of got lifted all around. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happens with those things. It's weird. People people go for two movies or one sold out and they see another. Um, I remember specifically like Tarant- Chipmunks. That was it. Yeah, Tarantino oh, yeah, was like Tarantino got totally screwed by Force Awakens because they tried to put Hateful Eight. They pushed it out of as many theaters as possible to leave room for Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I will never work with Disney again." Like, I mean, it's, oh, I'm sure they're very upset about that. I know they were calling him all the time. They wanted Aww. him to do that weird Fox and the Hound reboot where the fox calls the hound the N word. Actually, and the I hound learned a weird fox. piece of trivia. Uh, Tarantino was originally hired to write the American translation of Princess Mononoke. When I don't think I don't know if that was Disney re-releasing. I think it was one of us there or something. But interesting. He was he was like, "This isn't really my wheelhouse." 
And so he called up Neil Gaiman and was like, hey, can you tackle this? So Neil Gaiman did the trans- or localization That's for awesome. Princess Mononoke. Wow. Yeah. But imagine That's like so Tarantino doing Miyazaki. That would be really yeah. bizarre. Someday. Yo, Kiki, where's my bread? <laughs> <laughs> or that um, bread 45 minutes ago. <laughs> speaking of big changes to established franchises, mm-hmm. wow. crushed Uh-oh. it. That was actually really good. Thanks, man. Uh, so so lots of God of Wars. There have been three official title God of Wars. Yep. And then, of course, Ascension, which is a prequel. Um, some concepts are leaked this week that, if it's real, is a change of setting and, I guess, probably main character for God of War. Possibly. Is it Goddess of War? Yeah. No, it is. Uh, not again. Uh, no, it it's, appears to be in Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like Kratos, but also kind of doesn't. It, it could look like a bearded Kratos with yeah. an axe. Yeah. It's really interesting. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it would be really cool if it was not the Greek gods. If, if you're getting kind of a, a different look at, yeah, like Loki and Thor and things like that. Yeah. that not mm-hmm. the MCU ones, obviously, but like the kind of more traditional mythology. Um, could mm-hmm. be cool. Yeah. I'd be and, down for a change of pace for that series. Yeah. And, and I think it needs it. And I feel like uh, God of War traditionally has been such a. I mean, the games have been, you know, absolutely gorgeous. But they've. When I think of those games, I think of gray, and I think of brown, and I think of blood, and I think of red. I don't think yeah. of colors, like a ton of colors. I don't think of lush yeah. environments. Whereas was, what we were seeing in these yeah. concept arts were like the Bifrost and the Yggdrasil, which is like the Tree of Life, and like this stuff that's like this amazingly vast color palette, which seems like a cool place to do violent things in. Which is awesome, right? Because I think that's like it's th- 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 that franchise is so fantastic at set pieces, but it is a product of that era of that sepia tone, mm-hmm. brown, gray. Oh, yeah. Sure, which resistance yeah. kill zone, like all this. Yeah, stuff that's just f- grunge, like wet. <laughs> you know, that just know, like yeah. wet toilet texture. So I'm also I'm just in terms of like art direction, not so much like color color palette, but like Kratos is also very like. Very much a, a byproduct of like late '90s comics. I yeah, feel like totally. Like that I kind mean, of that, it, with those chains. He's I like compare smaller. him to yeah. I compare to like the the lead singer of Disturbed. Like he's got like a little soul patch thing going yeah. on. You know, like he's he's very like tribal tattoo aggro, which some people are into. But I feel like we're at a point where like we're like post destiny here. You know. Mm-hmm. Side yeah. note: Did you guys know that Negan, that character they just introduced on Walking Dead, who's from the comics, was based on Henry Rollins? <laughs> really <laughs> makes sense. Weird. Makes so a lot weird. of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like the idea of just people making comics based on <laughs> '90s rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's no, really cool. Like, I mean, I, I'd be really curious to see. Like, does this mean it'll take like a more fantasy approach? You know, like we don't have a ton of Viking games. There's like, what is it? Uh, Lost Vikings, almost human. Or what is it? Was it not too human. human? Too human. That's it. It was almost human. Being human, almost human. Too human. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, that, yeah, that was, was like that was, cyborg Viking. Yeah, 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 and that tried to handle Norse mythology. And it's like, I mean, I don't know, Norse mythology with the th- Thor movies as, you know, light as they touch on that. Like, Thor is now a household name. Yeah. Um, and so I could totally imagine, it's a like, household. it's a very weird household. But I could legitimately imagine this game opens with Kratos killing Thor and taking the Mjolnir hammer, and that's your weapon for the game. So you That'd don't have cool, those yeah. blades <laughs> anymore, awesome. but you yeah. have this hammer. God, so cool. um, Just new mechanics built around a hammer and stuff. Yeah, totally. And yeah, I understand some people still want to see uh, the, the same sort of Greek Greco-Roman mythology just because... Go to your local museum. Go also do that. Yeah. There's just also like, we don't need a, an end to the Zeus story. We don't need... Like, no. that stuff's been hit on so many times that it's like, also, even if it is Kratos, I, I would almost prefer if it's just not Kratos, personally. Oh, sure. But if Can it is going to be Kratos... Odyssey game, like, please? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. That'd be yep. how, man, it took really 60 good. years. That would be like, no one would ever complain about that, uh, that game being too short. Yeah. <laughs> That book is either real time. Can we get an Old Brother <laughs> War Thou game? Oh, that'd be really good. That's, that's Open awesome. World Old Brother War I really like that. that sounds amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's, I mean, that's cool. I'm like, we've made our views on God of War kind of. 
transparent mm-hmm. on the show. I'm not crazy about Kratos as a character, but like I'm open to new directions. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Hope he doesn't kill that elephant again. That was very sad. Yeah. That was oh, gross. but Panama did some really good cartoons about it. If you've mm-hmm. never seen those, they're wonderful. Is the elephant Panama right? is awesome. Um, another thing that popped up on. PSN recently was there was a beta for Doom mm-hmm. multiplayer. Right, this was yeah. a closed beta. I think it was for people who like bought Wolfenstein or pre-ordered Wolfenstein or something. Ten like thousand years yeah, ago, yeah, right. Back when the PlayStation Four first came out, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I jumped on this. Uh, I'm I'm not like a I'm not really a huge multiplayer guy, but I've been playing a you know ton of Battlefront lately, and I I grew up playing Doom, which I I know it's got a multiplayer side to it, but on consoles it's like kind of. That's always sort of been single player first, you know. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Doom sixty four. Uh, even on PC, that's yeah. the way I played it. Yeah, know? that's what people are into. So like them kind of leading with. I mean, it's the same deal with like Uncharted, where like if you put the multiplayer side first, obviously they're kind of stress testing servers and everything and seeing what people make of things. But it's um, not really the not really the reason people get involved anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hopped in there. Definitely some of the fastest like multiplayer shooter. I've like it feels like it feels proper like. Like quakey, unreal, right. mid to late nineties arcade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's weird though is like some of it. Like it's as far as it feeling like, like kind of crunchy like Doom. It's it's not quite there. Like you know you you don't have regenerative health. You run around picking up items and stuff, and you get some. You get a shotgun, which is pretty cool. You can shoot people with it. You know that's gonna be very interesting. Work, like a, a modern first person shooter that doesn't have regenerative health. Yeah. I'm yeah. wondering how people. I mean, if you. Only '90s kids will remember this. Basically, yeah, you know? yeah. If you if you grew up playing games like that, then yeah. But that's, yeah, yeah that's I mean, interesting. If Halo wasn't your first shooter, you know? yeah. I mean, it feels like it feels like skating on butter. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. It's I mean, been, and I was playing with the controller too, which is mm-hmm. like it's not really like that's not. I, I imagine they've been balancing it pretty tightly with this kind of stuff. But. I think GoldenEye was the last multiplayer game that you had to pick up body armor that I just like actually really got into in mm-hmm. terms of first person games. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, not a lot of shooters are like that anymore. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um. So I mean. I'm I'm curious. My biggest hope for this game is that it is what Mortal Kombat 9 was for Doom. Yeah. yeah. And that it's like a complete return to form, like totally shameless over the top like hey, maybe those late 90s iterations where we tried or the, you know, mid 2000s iterations where we tried to get too dark and serious and, you know, and spooky pretentious, and stuff, like yeah. maybe mm-hmm. we should go back to that goofy like angry teenager stuff from 1993 that did well for us. Yeah. yeah. So. It's it's interesting cuz horror games are probably more popular than they've ever been right now. Um, especially with VR mm-hmm. and just the amount of, like, I think because we're finally at a point where you can set up a really incredibly terrifying vibe in a horror game. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, the first game I demoed in VR was Doom Three. Right. Yeah, and wow. so, so like that's a. It's interesting for them to be like, well, we could easily make this a horror game right now, but instead we're just going to go crazy 90s action game with it. Mm-hmm. So it's gorgeous, right? It's like a very pretty looking game. It's despite the fact super, that it's super colorful. There's yeah. lava everywhere and demons all yell at you. And Which I think I was really surprised about when <laughs> I first saw it because a lot of people forget that about the original Doom is an incredibly colorful game. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the reds and greens and well, blues in that game pop out like crazy. Yeah, it's because they only had like 256 colors back then. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they used, they used the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> the good ones. Why don't you, you, get, you should rank the colors. You rank numbers. That could get dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could get real bad. Um, number no, like, one is white. Yeah. What's wrong? Where'd uh, everyone go? <laughs> I mean, the color, not the man. Yeah, that'd be uh, bad. Yeah, so they so wouldn't d- be number so one. Doom. <laughs> uh, the one thing Doom does have going for that that kind of sucks is uh, your Doom guy looks just like Master Chief. Really? Like it is some it is some generic ass like. Hey everybody! It's a sp- uh, big old Nerf gun spaceman. Like, it, which is weird. is that okay? Considering they're the original Space Marines. 
I mean, I mean, yeah, not, but you're also you were also Doom guy. Like you're yeah. this this stupid looking like one of the most iconic things was that guy's face in the corner. Yeah, I just got more and more beat up. Like I really, yep. I kind of wish they would throw that in there just for old time's sake. Maybe let you create your own character and then have a damage model for it to show like that would be awesome. Like let everybody be represented, but like have your own that like oh oh yeah. I mean, throw in face scanning for the hell of it. Yeah. Hilarious. <clears throat> like you've got a picture of yourself down there and you're yeah. just getting like bloody noses and really oh, like yeah. that. Um, no, but I mean it's it's. It's funny because we get these games that are sort of like the multi-platform answer to something else, and I can't help but feel like maybe this is kind of, kind of dipping a little bit into into Halo territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to start a start a war here. You know, these are, these are peaceful games for for you know people who enjoy. It's called Doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, like I mean, it's uh, you know, it's the one that started it all. But it's also it. I don't know the kind of the fast paced, sort of colorful, like it's. It's sci-fi, but kind of like over the top. Like I don't know. It, it, the multiplayer also doesn't feel like. I guess it is violent, but it doesn't seem super violent. Whereas I think right. the, the, the single player is definitely going to be like gross. Yeah. Let's remember from the what was it the E3 demo? Yeah, yeah, where it was, was ripping out just awful, yeah. disgusting, so, yeah. so funny. Just, just get, it was like nine in the morning or whatever. I got so pumped watch watching that. I was so demons wiener off. And it's yeah. like, what is happening? Yeah. I don't even have my coffee um, yet. The one interesting thing in here, though, is worth mentioning is that the kind of the big pickup that you get in the game is you get to basically become a demon. And that big, disgusting one that looks like an ostrich, kind of, that has like a jetpack on or whatever. I forget. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The Baron of Hell or whatever. Chris. But you're like, you're, yeah, Jeffrey, whatever his name is. But you just, you fly Chris. around, you fly on the level, and it's kind of like. I feel like it's going in more to that territory that we're seeing more with, with games where it's it's kind of lending itself to possibly turning into a hero shooter down the road. Right. Which, I mean, I've been playing a ton of Battlefront, and the more I see it, the more I think that, like, in a year that's going to have a hero shooter mode to compete with, you know, Overwatch and yeah. uh, Battleborn and all that stuff. Well, mm-hmm. the way that game is heading, it's going to have so many heroes by the end of the year and villains that, like, when you get stuck as playing as a Stormtrooper or a Rebel, you'll be like, What? Yeah, did I, what, did well I they'll phase they'll phase that out eventually. Replace yeah. that with when Waddle when Waddle's flying around. Oh, I can't wait. You. Don't even. Tease um, but that. I mean, like, I mean, that's <laughs> I'm that's, a that's the part where I think do multiplayer could get really interesting. Is it if it's a mode where everyone's playing as a different demon, you know, yeah. and like you're drawing straws to who gets to be like Cyber Demon, who gets one of those mm-hmm. stupid eyeballs or whatever. Those big. Oh, Greedo, you stole my jetpack <laughs> like again. You know, when Waddle also be like on fire. seventy years older than he even was, he would be incredibly old. But I mean, first of all, we saw how old a toy toy daring got. Between those two films, so I'm <laughs> guessing like, like 40 years later, he would just, he just. What if he just hit puberty? Like he just got a little beard. He's like, hey, Andy, I bought this hat because I'm 13. <laughs> I finally hit puberty. He's got his crappy little wings. They're holding up his like 600 pound body. <laughs> I'm getting old and my urine does not work anymore. <laughs> I have a UTI. Uh, my entire body cavity full with helium. That's how I fly. <laughs> Right. Anyway, Doom. So Doom multiplayer <laughs> yeah. does not have Watto in it? Question mark? Uh, it has other weird old demons in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm uh, tentatively very excited for Doom. I think, yeah, it's, yeah, so I think it could be a super fun, just junk food, like, <sighs> I hate my dad, blam, blam, blam kind of game. You know? yeah, it's coming out at a good time to where, like, I'll play through that campaign on a weekend, uh, a couple weeks before E3, and it'll be good. It'll be out of my life. Andrew's crying. What's a good food to eat while you're playing Like, Watto impressions quite a bit. Andy? <laughs> Andy, is that you? <laughs> Uh, so what else? Uh, it's it's Braffit Fight. My laptop died. But oh, okay. Andrew's, Let's whoa. do it. Uh, every week, I jump in the podcast me on Facebook group. That's 
Facebook.com. Facebook.com slash group slash podcast. I'm, 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 you know what? I'm bad at talking about URLs. Uh, <laughs> just like I did this week, and I put in a little section called Rapid Fire where I ask you for your questions. These are all PlayStation-centric. For those of you who want to know our favorite pies or whatever, we'll get to that next Pie week. station. But, yes. Uh, you can strawberry talk about pie out here. Kevin Adderidge oh, says, what's a PlayStation mobile game that would actually pique your interest? Uh, obviously, Nintendo just launched Mitomo a few, years, a mm-hmm. few days ago. Uh, it's like Three million people downloaded it in the first few days or first yeah. 24 hours. Two million in the U.S. It's immensely successful. It's at the top of their charts. It's not really even a game. It's just yeah. sort of an, an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, the, what's the PlayStation version of that? Now, I know we've seen... PlayStation Mobile games in the past, yeah. right? Do you remember those? Yeah, well, and they just yeah. So PlayStation Mobile as a thing is kind of not a thing, but then they just opened a new studio, yeah, uh, that'll focus on mobile experiences. So hopefully, we're getting something a little more robust than what we've seen in the past. Um, and there have been awful tie-in things like before. There was a Coca-Cola sponsored app before uh, PlayStation All Stars came out. That was like right. a weird endless runner, and it had a bunch of modes in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think stuff like that. I think it would be cool to do. Mitomo is really smart. Um, even a companion thing, like if they do make another little big planet, or maybe Dreams or something like that, where you can like essentially just you can't play the game from it, but maybe you can have like a companion you can scroll through, or you can start creating something and export it into Dreams, or you yeah. can look through the catalog of kind of um, renders of the things that you already have that's as, really smart. as part of your Dreams. So that's catalog. more of like a companion app type of scenario. Yeah. Um, one of the things I really like that Mitomo is doing is that they give you points every single day for just menial actions. Yeah. And you can exchange those points on my Nintendo for games or themes. So you can yeah. get a 3DS theme of like Super Mario that's like my Nintendo theme number one, Mario. My Nintendo yep. theme number two, Donkey Kong. Or theoretically in the future, like Club Nintendo, physical games. Sure. Yeah. Um, I would love if Sony did something like that for themes for PS4. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be cool. They sell so many of those things and like, a lot of them are really junky. So, so Little Big Planet's even, a good option because it is like... It, that's cute. It's kind of the Mitomo yep. answer. What about PlayStation Home? Yeah, yeah. would that yeah. bring that back in some I mean, sense? They have all those assets, right? And like, then have it like have it tied to like your PlayStation app, and then it's. I mean, they've or everything's even, already tied with Facebook already. So it yep. can even be more simple. So Microsoft a few years back uh, released a game on iOS called Wordament, and you could earn achievements. Like you earned actual achievements that tied into your achievement profile uh, and counted the same way any game would. I would love to see Sony do something. Simple, the kind of thing you would play on iOS, but earn trophies yeah. for it. Like have it tie into that ecosystem. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, even sort of zoomed out from that, I think there are certain series, older series and simpler series that would work. I think Crash Bandicoot like, is an infant runner. Crash Bandicoot, Patapon. totally. Yeah, Patapon, Luminous, really smart. Uh, Prop of the Rapper. Like oh, all yeah. these games, Luminous could, would be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, all I, these games could totally work. I would so love something like, iOS Luminous, but it's oh really not great. Oh, yeah, really? it's yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, I would love something in the sound shapes. Realm, yeah, uh, possibly yeah. even because I think that's that's a cool place to like. If you look mm-hmm. at Mario Maker, that's a cool place to sort of design levels. Mm-hmm. Like a touch screen is a great idea for level design. Yeah, um, having a having a standalone version of Sound Shapes that let you design levels, and then you could upload to the cloud and then download them on PS4 or Vita um, and play them from there would be really cool. Yeah, any rhythm games tend to work really well on yeah. touch. Um, I mean, Parappa, like even, yeah, yeah, Parappa, Parappa or Padapon would be awesome. And then like because even a Square Put Theater Rhythm, the DS game onto iOS, it totally it's well. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, touchscreen stuff, uh, rhythm stuff, but also like anything 
character creator customizable stuff. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, Little Big Planet would be a lot easier to make stuff in if you're using an iPad. Than yeah. A, yeah. You know. No, totally. And yeah, as much it's, as it's always the button problem, right? Like Little Big Planet, the creation part's great in touch, but the platforming stuff would be yeah. awful. Yeah. I think so. there's stuff like Severed, which is Drinkbox's game. Which yes. Is totally. Hopefully, yeah, we're hearing from soon. That's a touchscreen Vita game that you know. Yes, we'll play it on our Vita, but if they release it also on mobile, I'd. It'll sell. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah. Awesome Melee eventually came to Wii U and yeah. a bunch of other stuff. I think it'd be really cool to see a standalone Last of Us game where you're fighting that dog for that rotisserie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to just really pull those bones out of his mouth. You know who that dog is, right? He's Nolan North. the titular naughty dog. <laughs> That's right. Aww. He's a real mean boy. Joseph Hernandez says, are you planning on jumping into Dark Souls 3 next week? We kind of skipped over that this week. It's a big one. We're kind of yep. short on time. Um, I'm not. Really? Yeah, I'm, I, oh, I think I'm going to wait. I totally am. I, uh... I played Bloodborne, which is my only Souls game. I've never played an actual like Dark Souls game or yeah. Demon Souls. Uh, but I played Bloodborne so late. I played it in like no- October, November for a Game of the Year consideration. Um, I want to play Dark Souls while people are still talking about it. I want to play it while I can come in and be like, oh, I'm up to the second boss and talk to people in the room who just beat that boss or on the same boss. Yeah. Rather than people who are like, oh, I played that eight months ago and I don't remember. You know, like sure. I want to be part of that See, I started group. Salt and Sanctuary over the weekend and it's mm-hmm. like really cool and really interesting and it's also a total slog and like, yeah, you do have those peaks and valleys of like overcoming a boss and feeling like an awesome hero. With those salts and those sanctuaries. The salts and sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. But it's... It's also like it's not something I think I really have the capacity for right now, like on a on a personal level, like while we're here and we're all friends, like with the stuff that's been going on with my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm trying to not just limit the media I interact with to be only positive, joyous, optimistic cartoon nonsense, but at the same time, like I don't know if I really need something that's so densely miserable and difficult that consistently pushes back at me. Yeah. And I yeah. know it's worth doing those playing that sure. game because the victories are I, I would say a victory in a Souls game or a Bloodborne is is better than a victory in pretty much any other game in the world. Right. Yeah. Like when you actually nail it and you're like, I did it, uh there's something immensely satisfying about that. But also just, you get what you pay for. It's you get like what a, you pay it's for. A harder yeah. harder yeah. grind there. But it's like I, I think with the time I have right now, I kinda want to focus on playing stuff that's just a little more Right, you've been playing yeah. Battlefront, and you've been it's like yeah, rewatching the Star is, Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. stuff yeah. that's like that's comfort food for me. Yeah, you know? it's also like gorgeous out. It's we're approaching like springtime, summertime, and like yeah. Dark Souls is like not really where I want to be right now. Yeah, um, I would I would have loved so, this game over Christmas break. You know? what's, yeah. the, what's the verdict on like difficulty for this one? Because I know like Demon Souls is super hardcore. It's Dark Souls is tough. <laughs> Dark Souls is too. Is, is is this harder than the rest? Or? Uh, it's front loaded with difficulty. Yeah. Okay. It starts off as some of the hardest stuff the series has ever had. And then by the end, which is sort of like those games, by the end, you gain a confidence and your character starts growing. But okay. uh, by the end, uh, it becomes easy. Yeah. So, easier. I mean, man, I feel like this, the way I felt about like survival horror as a kid where like, I liked the idea of it, but it was just like not something I enjoyed playing. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like looking at it like, the Souls games have the best monsters. Yeah, monsters like, are so good. Yes. Where the hell are those in movies? Dude, you love those monsters. Like, Guillermo del Toro is the only one like, doing anything close to that. I anything close. And even that, like, I was looking at, like, you know, the, the Bloodborne, the scary wet mob horses and all that. Yeah. <laughs> those big old leather scrap people. Well, I feel, I feel like they're very, they're very mired in, like, it's 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, uh, like, creature design of actual tangible physical creatures like Jim Henson's workshop, mm-hmm. you know, classic movie monster stuff. Like um, I'm blanking on names right now, but a lot of the guys that, that grew up making terrifying movie monsters out of actual like, head. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that, that you could actually feel. And you look at monsters now and they're all digital. And I think you're missing good, that sort a of really like interesting point. And yeah. the, the, the reason I love 
the Souls games and the Bloodborne bosses and stuff like that is because they are they are tangible looking. Mm-hmm. They look like they're made from like weird torn leather and yeah. hair yeah. and bone. And they work so you know? well because, I mean, since Bloodborne and a lot in Dark Souls 3, it's a transformation thing where it starts yeah. as a person or a bird or a thing that you understand or a dog and then all of a sudden all these tendrils come out of you you're just like what am I looking at now <laughs> and you're like oh I'm gonna backstab you and you're like oh it doesn't even have a back it just has a bunch of eyeballs yeah. everywhere like I don't even know what I'm doing yeah. yeah so I mean like I really wish I could get into these games I'm curious about Dark Souls 3 I might do the thing you're doing Andrew and just like check it out but mm-hmm. I feel really, really bad like I, I want to grab a physical copy so that if I don't get into it which I feel like I probably won't it's not, I'm, I'm not like hogging really. it that's one thing yeah. it really does suck about getting digital stuff is like Either you can't pass. I'm out sixty bucks, or I'm sitting on a game that somebody else would enjoy more than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, we got some, this is a really interesting question. We'll just do one more since we're kind of short on time, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if you guys even have an answer for this because it's kind of, kind of deep. But Jordan Bear Pollock says, "What is one game you wish never existed? Like, has there ever been a so, game that's just been so that has torn the industry apart in Duke some Nukem way forever? Or, yeah, Duke Nukem Forever, straight up, because that like that killed that franchise pretty much." Um, yeah, I grew up playing Duke Nukem 3D. It's super stupid, super goofy, but it's also a huge homage to like 80s and 90s action movies. And it's uh, it sucks that game took so long to get made. And when it came out, it was just like a trash fire because like I think there is a world in which I mean, like there is a universe in which Far Cry Blood Dragon is a Duke Nukem game, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, or Bro Force is a Duke Nukem game. You know, it's like that kind of stuff totally makes sense in that way, but that. They they just kept polishing that turd until it was yep you know that's a really good answer aerodynamic it, it took them so long to make that game that it not only destroyed that game it's most of the people working on it got screwed over and it killed off that character forever mm-hmm. it actually yeah. they it felt it felt like they dragged that character out of a tomb to make that game like, I mean it's yeah it's it's a milestone I think it's probably in Guinness Book of World Records or something it's yeah like thir- I think it is I think it was years actually. for development yeah um. That's such an interesting question because I'm trying to think of like the games that would have the most impact by being removed are the games that have had the most impact. Yeah. And generally, those have changed the industry for the better. Yeah, you have to think about something that sort of like irrevocably ruined everything. I'm trying to think of like what's the first game that had like major microtransactions that just became acceptable that – but I mean, the not first time I remember people complaining was, was the horse, horse armor. armor. Yeah, but yeah, that seems but like nothing. That was such comparison. a side note. In it's like, well, you can still just play Oblivion, you know, you dude. Know. I like I miss when our biggest problem with DLC was horse armor. Yeah. Like <clears throat> nowadays, it's like you have to pay money just to play again. I mean, that's <laughs> my that's, old roommate worked at GameStop and still he like stole like an entire pad of those stupid peel off things he had yeah. with horse armor. So he still has so many codes for horse armor. So hit him up if you ever want horse armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly. My answer is none. Like, I don't... Even the worst movies, even things that are hateful and awful, like, in some way, like, they exist as something we can rally against or as something we can learn from or whatever. Like, I think, like, things like that stupid game Hatred or whatever, it's, like, not a game that anyone should play and not a game that I want out there. But it's, like, by that game existing, it almost lets you be like, okay, like, here's what not to do. Like, well, like, it's, it's like when they put the, the smashed up car on the front lawn of a high school. Yeah, I mean... They're like, this could happen. Like, I, it's not, all, <laughs> not all examples are... Not all things are role models. Sometimes you, you learn things from bad things. Yeah. Right? And you learn how to not be something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if like... This isn't necessarily an answer because I think what it did was important, but we sports in terms of what, or at least what the Wii did to the Nintendo that I grew up with that Selfish Marty still wants. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, is, and that, it's a like, different okay. question. That's a really it's, good one. Two yeah. different questions are, 
what do you think the world would be like if you removed X game from existence right. versus what do you wish didn't exist? Because like well, I don't I, I would be curious to see Nintendo if Wii Sports had never happened, Wii Sports but is I don't a like great one. actively yeah. wish it didn't exist. Or no, but Wii Sports, beginning, Wii Sports sent the entire Super Metroid on the Vita three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wii Sports sent the entire. I don't think we never we ever would have gotten another Super Metroid because those games never really sold well. But Wii Sports is a really good answer because it sent the entire industry on a bad diagonal towards something that never connected. Move. Yeah, we got two connects. We got all the, the move controller and the pickle. Everybody was chasing <laughs> that dream. But you of, know what? Like, we're gonna get, get grandma's gonna bowl again. Like. <laughs> I, 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 Insane is that? I also don't think you see as big of a console base as you do right now without the Wii doing as well. You're right. No, totally. You're right. Like, I think if Wii Sports didn't exist, the PS4 would have sold worse. You're right. Because, I mean, like, that, that was the rising tide raises all ships thing, yep, right? That yeah. was the entire industry moved up with. And that was the weird thing yeah. was following NPD during that time and seeing Wii Play in the middle of the charts for like a year and a half. And Wii Play was basically a Trojan horse because it came with a controller for a controller yeah and it was like how do you get a controller in the top 10 will you package a fishing mini game with it yeah you know yep. that's a really good one yeah I would I mean, also Daikatana Daikatana yeah yeah because that, that just kind of screwed up how games got made yeah yeah, yeah. I, I'd say any game that, that ended up killing off a, st- a studio like um, what was the the drawing tablet oh that you draw you draw yeah killed off THQ, THQ. THQ. Like, yeah murdered an entire yeah some of that murdered but like you know, Two human pretty much put Silicon Knights, yeah, you know, out of business. I mean, they had that X Men game that came out afterwards. That was yeah, so cool. I think oh, yeah. I think they were like Ugh. not to speak ill of them, but I think they were on borrowed time for a while. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm actually in the belief that they hadn't had a really good game since, God, yeah. like the PS One. It's just it's yeah. so it's like that weird butterfly effect thing where I think if you remove any of these things from the equation, like what else happens instead? It's really interesting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't like what is the world without GTA Three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Makes you I think. don't know. Let us know. Uh, send us an email at... Uh, send us an email if you're a time master and you can <laughs> see what happened. No, I'm, ge- I'm generally or genuinely uh, interested in to see what people's answer for this is. Because I think a lot of people just maybe they hate a game and they think it should be gone, but that's not really how this works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like part of me was thinking Angry Birds because it was like, well, that just got a bunch of people playing like a not great game. But it's also like kids love that and anything that makes kids happy, why would I want to take that away from the Yeah, universe? And again, it helped the industry. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we wouldn't have that phones. great movie on the way without it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the movie's great. Probably not. Probably not. All right. So for your number one Angry Birds movie podcast, this is, <laughs> this is a podcast beyond. Where can people email us? They can send an email to beyond at ign dot com. It's the one you do. You go to the email. You type that in. Uh, we had a very cool email. Uh, we made a joke about Battletoads, and um, we said mean? how their names are. You, you, we said their names are they're Zits and Pimple and Rash. Mm-hmm. Ratchet, uh, Runkle, and Stunk. And, uh, and Marty, you made a joke about one of them should be just called the Herp or like yeah. Herpes or something. Or just herp. And we had a, a, Singular herp, herp. a herpetologist write in. A herpetologist is someone who studies amphibians, and apparently they are referred to in shorthand as, as herps, like toads and newts and salamanders and things like that. And people who go looking for them, like recreationally, like how bird watchers are, you know, are called birders, they're called herpers. So he wrote in to tell us that we actually made a very clever joke. Joke, and I I wrote back and I said, "Do you have any pictures of toads and stuff you caught?" And he wrote back with his cool like personalized zoo books. So I wanted to say very very special thank you because I like frogs. Yeah, yeah. that was really cool. You sent us all that email. We yeah. got to look at pictures of amphibians, okay. turtles. And yeah, stuff. I was so much like about turtles, or whatever animals. Wait, what I was, was, was last night looking at pictures of like frogs, and turtles. If you have what cool was your pictures of animals, turtles? 
Huh? What was your term? Oh, for I term? called them toilet rocks. Toilet yeah. rocks. Yeah. So Brian Altano uh, could use some more animal facts. If you have some cool animal mm-hmm. information, again, beyond at IGN.com, we like yep. pictures of animals. Send us a picture of your dog, your cat, or whatever. Oh, oh please dogs. do that. Yeah. Uh, if you got or an iguana, put some sunglasses on that mother. <laughs> write that one down. Yeah, and then uh, you can recreate the Acclaim logo. Yeah, and then your, <laughs> then your aquarium will go out of business. Uh, all right. Thank you for joining us. You can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggities with two Gs and two Ts. Brian is Agent Bizzle. And Goldfarb is Garfep. What? And before what we say goodbye, uh, we should just mention uh, Marty and I are going on a secret trip to Japan next week, so we will not be on next week's show. Oh, that's and uh, I'll be a pack. Wait, no, that's one after. That's two weeks. Okay, yeah. two weeks. Yeah, we'll, yep. we'll talk about that later. Also, I. There's signs all over this room. Like, literally, just there's one there. There's one on the other side of the door. There's one hanging for the camera. It says, please call out an app, iOS, PS4, Xbox, etc. during this recording. Just any this of them. is a requirement for all weekly podcasts and shows. Please do it every week. Thank you. So, if you'd like to what get an app. note? A Fran? To, is that a Fran note? That seems like a Fran note. Yeah, so, yeah. if you'd like to, you know, check out a cool app uh, for your telephone or tablet or whatever. That being said, the PS4, PS4 app is actually really good. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Or Everybody. if you're one of those odd Xbox fans who watches this show about PlayStation maybe they also on your Xbox? Ha- maybe, what if you have two um, Everybody tweet at Fran Mirabella and say you checked out the PS4 app because of Podcast Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Is it at Fran Mirabella? Yep. You got the whole thing? Yep. Is it really it? Yep. Molto bene. Huh. All right. Well, uh, sotto voce. <laughs> Speaking of Italy. Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Bonsoir. <laughs> Not even Italian. What's happening? What is what? that? What are, the, what are those words? Camel del Toro is a man, the name Giancarlo of a man. Giancarlo Buonarroti. I don't know any words in Italian. <laughs> we done? Beyond. Meet the ball. <laughs> Beyond. Machiavelli. in Italian. Meet the ball. With like six of Mama Fratelli. It's not racist. I'm Italian. Mama Fratelli. <laughs> Risotto. <laughs> James Gandolfini. <laughs> Beyond. Beyond. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.